0: Hi there. Um, Just a quick message before we get into the episode. We've been doing a show on Patreon called After Dark at the Movies where the After Dark Network team get together and watch a film and it's like a book club but for films and we discuss them. Uh, It's some great work and we've just done an episode for a kind of Christmas season where we watched Jingle All The Way and we thought it was hysterical. So if you haven't ever checked it out, because you've not become one of our Patreons, then now's a great time to do so. Uh, if you fancy it, go to patreon.com forward slash Dark and that supports all the shows that we do on the After Dark Network. So cheers and a Merry Christmas. Hello and welcome to Diz After Dark, a Disney podcast of grown that's not the same as all the others. Each episode, we we'll discuss the latest news from both inside and outside Disney parks and resorts, but with an adult twist. All views and opinions are our own, and listener discretion is advised. Please lower your safety restraints as things may get bumpy, but if you're ready, we'll get started. Hello and welcome to this unscheduled edition of This After Dark. I'm Nick, and I'm joined by uh, a brother from another n- mother that I call Craig.
1: Oh, thanks, mate. That means a-, a lot.
0: Well, it's true.
1: No, no, and I love you like a brother too.
0: Good stuff. I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. And um, we've come together on this, um, this as, as I said, for an unscheduled episode because. As we recall, this the rise of Skywalker is getting launched globally. Um, Rising. It launched launched in Australia yesterday. It launched in the UK today, and it's launching in the United States later on tonight as well. You're
1: shitting me! So it only come out in America
0: today. No, tomorrow I mean. By the time, by the time this episode actually gets released, Mm -hmm. uh, it will have just come out in America. Boom, 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 boom. So we've got to be careful. We're going to be careful Mm. with this. Um, We're not going to go too much into spoilers, so don't worry about that. Um, I don't know
1: how how we can talk about this without spoiling it for somebody.
0: Well, that's fine, because what we'll do is we'll kind of talk about it first, and then when we want to talk about spoilers, we'll just say we're going to talk about spoilers, put a little bump in or something, and then it's like spoiler town. The
1: age-old way going good? over the spoiler wall. Yes, yeah. I
0: agree. I conquer. <laughs> Conker. Conkers. Um, so, uh, we've not spoken. I went to see no. it first thing this morning. And, uh, you know, some of you might have me on, on Facebook. I, I put quite a lengthy post on there this morning. Uh, well, sorry, later today after seeing the film because, you know, this is a real end of an era for me. I've been, I was too young obviously when the Star Wars first came out to go and see them at the cinema. But from episodes uh, one onwards, I've been to the cinema on opening day or the first showing to, to see a Star Wars film. And, you know, this, this is the end of that saga. We've had. So,
1: just um, very briefly, this trilogy itself, have you caught up? Have you rewatched?
0: So I, on the weeks leading up to this, I rewatched everything other than the spin-offs. And okay. the, I, I like the spin-offs, actually. I think Rogue One is a good film, Jeez. and I actually I actually liked Solo, and I've talked about that Adore. before. Um, I, I know it divides a lot of people, but I actually think it, it did a good job in what it was trying to do, and there was a lot of problems with it, but um, I thought it, it did a good job, but so yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to focus so, on the saga itself, so I so re,
1: rewatching uh, seven and eight like as I did last night, uh, I watched both of them back to back with our grace yeah and I absolutely adored both of them without all the pressure of of everything and the hate and all that that surrounds one or both of them movies. I went and revisited them. And just loved
0: it so here 's my take on the whole the whole thing right so i 've talked before about seeing it at a young age I, I worked out today that I must have been about three and a half when I first saw a new hope, and I went on that year long spree of watching it every Sunday morning without foul. Um, but those films have been part of my life i 've grown up with those films uh, as, an, as a lot of uh, hang on, excuse me. Excuse me. I've got, um, I've had a bit of a cold, so I'm, I'm recovering at the moment. So i sound a little bit ropey. Um, but those films have been very important to me. And, you know, when, when episode one came out, I was, uh, just turned 16 when episode one, uh, came out in the UK. And, um, I mean, I remember being disappointed with it, but I didn't turn off from star Wars. I was just a bit disappointed. And, uh, I thought two wasn't bad and I thought three was better. Um, but I've, I've since gone back and watched all of those. So we watched them in production order. And I mean, four, five, and six uh, are, are classics. They are all really well-made films. Good bits about all of them. I uh, I am controversial in that I actually think Return of the Jedi is a, a much more fun film to watch than Empire is. Empire is clearly a better made film, but from an an enjoyment perspective, I do like Return of the Jedi more. Um, But that's my take on the uh, original series of films. Episodes one to three, uh, episode one just drags, just, just Miranda's. I I feel it's not an awful film. It's, it's got better rewatching, but it, it just feels like it drags its heels a lot of the time. Um, Attack of the Clones, I think, is a very poor film in terms of story, in terms of dialogue. Uh, there's a few good action sequences, but the one thing that's clear when you, or certainly for me, when I re-watched those, uh, the, the prequel trilogy that George Lucas directed, is he was, given, he was given complete free reign of those films. He directed all three of them. And he didn't really have anyone... To kind of rein him in, Well, there's one chase sequence, and I think it's Attack of the Clones, which lasted almost 15 minutes. It didn't, it need, to bloody be that brilliant.
1: It didn't need to be that long, but Fast and Furious wouldn't exist if they didn't have 15 minute chase scenes.
0: It doesn't have 15 minute chase scenes. No, and the whole, whole thing film's on. a chase scene. No, 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 no. Um, so yeah, uh, and yeah, episode three. Again, just, just awful, awful dialogue, some awful acting as well. And the worst thing for me about those those films is that you've got Hugh McGregor, you've got Natalie Portman, you've got Hayden Christensen. All three of them are actually pretty good actors in their own right. And yet in these films, they are absolutely appalling. And I blame that completely on the direction and the script that George Lucas gave them. Not on them as people. I just think there was just so little... He's, he proved himself to not be a very good director. You know, he only directed one Star Wars film before those episodes. It's clear that he he had good vision, but he didn't have good execution. Star Wars was definitely lightning in a bottle. He never did it again after Star Wars. Like Everything he turned his hand to was nowhere near as good as that. Um, so... That's my take on the prequels, and then the the newest trilogy, the Disney trilogy, if you will. Um Disney. I I walked out of, of the Force Awakens opening night, and I absolutely, you know, I was completely buzzing because it felt like a Star Wars film again for the first time in my in my cinema experience of Star Wars films. And it was the Last I Jedi it last night. Stunned. Yeah. The Last Jedi. I walked out really deflated and it was only when i rewatched it a second time like a, a day or two afterwards and then when you know i've subsequently rewatched it a few times and then again obviously just before this new film came out i watched it again uh, a few days ago um it is actually a really good film i think but it doesn't it it, it subverts star wars quite a bit so it's, it doesn't doesn't follow um the, i don't think it follows the force awakens particularly well they change a lot of the direction i think the force awakens was going in but i don't think it's a bad film at all i think at times it's incredibly well made but i i can see why it is jarring for people and it doesn't flow as well but i i still really appreciate it and as i said it's a film that i've grown to love more and more and if anything actually the force awakens is the one that i get less attached to as time goes on, because really it's the greatest hits of the original three films in one movie. They hit all the right notes. They do it well, but it doesn't feel original. The last year I felt very original. The Force Awakens didn't quite feel so original. But that said, I, you know, had seen some of the trailers, not all of the trailers. I tried to avoid, I didn't want to get to know too much about what this film was going to be about. Um, but I'd seen some trailers. I was very excited. I bought my tickets for opening day, literally minutes after they first went on sale, so I could get decent seats. And, um, you know, very, very excited about it. And, you know, another thing for me, before we go on to you, is that the other thing with these films, and I've talked about it, I think, before elsewhere, is the fact that when I went to see episode three, it was the, I got tickets to the world premiere and they were doing a marathon, which was, um, all of the star Wars films leading up to the premiere of of episode three. And I went to see that with my dad and just, uh, just after we, um, at first got together back in, uh, 2000, early 2005, that would have been. And, um, It was one of the last things that I was able to do with him before he got ill, like really ill. So we've had quite, you know, I've always had emotional attachments to Star Wars anyway. Lindsay never really did, but she knew how much I appreciated it and she knew how much her dad appreciated it. So she would come and see these films with me on opening day because I think to her, it's what her dad would have done if he was still here. So she did it for me, but I think she also did it for him as well. And she's no, by no means like a massive Star Wars fan, but it resonates with her because of how much it meant to him. So the last three films that have come out, and we've been able to do that together, you know, this was very much not just the end of an era for me because this is the last film of that saga, but also because it was something that we did together. And now that had come to an end in that regard as well. So going into it, emotions were very high for me. So it had quite a high bar to reach for me um, going into it. So that's enough about me before I actually talk about the film. You've mentioned before the fact that your daughter is now really into Star Wars in a big way. So how's the journey been for you? she's she's into it in a big way in 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 the
1: way that i think modern kids are now that she's she might have watched each film maybe two or three times because there's so much other content like you with your sunday video that was probably the only video you owned it wasn't but you know what i mean so it was on repeat repeat repeat
0: it probably was
1: yeah but now so she's into star wars mainly because he into Harry Potter and the two of them are the opposites. So if one says up, the other one says down. So she won't watch any of the cartoons with me because she doesn't like Star Wars cartoons. And I'm like, but it's part of the story. It it, it adds to the story. It's all part of the canon. However, um, we sat down last night and we watched Seven and Eight. And it's the first time we've seen them in a couple of years. And I absolutely loved them. Because I'm not a massive, I haven't got all this emotional uh, connections that you have with Mm. the trilogy, with the franchise, with with the saga. I just like them for being good films. Um, I went to see uh, Return of the Jedi at some point, and we went and watched all three of them, uh, four, five, and six, back to back. And... We took butties and flasks. That's how I see Star Wars for the first time. So that would have been 83, was it?
0: Uh, yeah, that's when the Jedi came
1: out, yeah. Yeah. So I haven't got the same connections as you. And dare I say, I haven't got the same baggage as you and mm. uh, a lot of the Star Wars Uber fans. You know, I had some of the toys, but I never had the Millennium Falcon. Um, I never had any of the proper big toys. I only had the subsidiary toys. I had a um, uh, one of the things that he climbs in the belly off. I had one of them. A Tone Tone, yeah. That's it, yeah. And I had a little a little vehicle that one of them could sit in and you push the legs up and down. And that was as bad as far as it went. I had about six toys. I've still got Princess Leia uh, from Return of the Jedi dipped in amarite, and she's in the um, knife and fork drawer.
0: <laughs> it's... um. Yeah, I was lucky in that by the time that I had been introduced to Star Wars, they were trying to desperately clear out old stock in toy shops. So Star Wars toys were really, really cheap. So, you know, my dad was able to buy me loads of stuff for not much money. And also we used to go to things like toy fairs and car boot sales and people were just giving the stuff away. So I was able to get not necessarily mint or completely complete but you know i had a millennium falcon i had an attack and you know most of it was was there There that there might been some accessories missing or something but i wouldn't have known at that age um so i was quite lucky i had a lot of that stuff so that probably also played into the emotional attachment for me
1: i mean star wars is very much like the beatles so it goes in peaks and troughs, it comes back into vogue, it goes back out. A whole new uh, group of fans discover it and fall in love with it, and then it becomes a little bit nerdy, and then it goes out of favour, and then it comes back again. Well, I think um, in, this, in this trilogy itself, this trilogy has been so divisive and split the fans, the hatred of uh, The Last Jedi, and the way the fans turned on the actress who played Rose is actually uh, in this social media world we live in now is actually horrific and horrible and just it's just a film, people. Do you know what I mean? I've
0: of, I, I've said went it. After
1: to, it didn't she? went after her, didn't she? You went after her.
0: Yeah, I've I've said it um, today myself in in replying to to someone that um, it's got possibly the most toxic fan base i've ever encountered and i'm a member of the disney community and the wrestling community of which which are are known for being um, you know traditionally um, really decent folk and the star wars fan base is just incredible and i think the other thing as well i mean this is a saga that's concluded today after 42 years whether you were you know you, you may not have the same emotional attachment i I have to it, but it 's crossed forty two years it 's cross generation, and you know we 've got Ryan on disaster dark his his star wars were were episodes one, two, and three. they were the films that came out at the right age for him, and you know they they almost did nothing for me for the most part, but you know they you you could always argue Star Wars fans were kind of aimed more at kids anyway and yeah. that we've just kind of ex- the fandom has taken it that they're they're my films they were my films then they're my films now and kind of almost forget that you know a child watching a star wars film for the first time is probably thinking it's the best film ever made in the same way that little uh, three four-year-old me would have said the same thing when they saw a new hope for the first time
1: but this is the same thing about Disney films, Disney cartoons, when they come out. They're aimed at children, and yet we're on an adult podcast reviewing them. It's ridiculous.
0: It isn't, it isn't. Because, I mean, the thing is, I can still, and many adults do, enjoy Of Disney course films you do. Still, but Of course you do. But to be not... so
1: critical about them is um, obscene, shall we say.
0: Yeah, and you know, I've apologised for Frozen 2. I, I was hasty on that. And I was also very tired. But... <laughs> um, but at the same time, it doesn't give everything a free pass. Just because something is not necessarily aimed at us doesn't mean that it can't be crappy still. You know, no, like of it, course it doesn't. But um, the fandom needs to learn that everybody's opinion
1: is, that everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But now because of social media, everything is binary. You're either with me or against me. Yeah. It never used to be like that.
0: Now... Before you went to see this night, was it just you and Grace that went? Yes. Yeah. So before you went to see this night, had you heard or had you seen any of the uh, rumours or early reviews that had been going around since the world premiere had happened a few days ago?
1: No, I purposely um, typed in a load of words into Twitter. Yeah, blocked uh, them out. To block them out. Up until after, I knew I was going to see it. So they'll all be back on now working. Um, And I've seen the three trailers that they put out, and I have to say the three trailers are very well done in respect that they don't actually give much. Some trailers will tell you the whole plot of the film, these trailers didn't. So
0: I feel they gave you enough to get you excited to want to go and see them, but not without spoiling it. So I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um, So I was careful not to see any spoilers, but I had seen some of the uh, the first reviews and initial reactions from people. And from the world premiere, as is often the case, to be fair, but, you know, very positive people kind of singing its praises. But when the actual reviews started coming in, I mean, if you look on Rotten Tomatoes right now, I don't know because it changes... Um, but when i looked earlier it was about 58 percent positive reviews okay which is poor and when i've looked through twitter today you know people are saying you know this is it for me i'm done with star wars it means nothing they've ruined it Uh, all this kind of stuff and i was like jesus how bad can this film possibly be and i'd spoken to uh lewis last well, i didn't speak to him but we were we were messaging each other last night um after he came out of the midnight screening uh in australia and uh i said look i, said, I don't want spoilers but just tell me like how was it and he said like, like unbelievable loved it thought it was great okay brilliant and i knew somebody that went to see the the midnight screening in in the uk and i asked him what he thought and um he said yeah i really enjoyed it so it's like okay well that's that's two people that i know so that's that's good but the thing is i i never like to go into a film with what i think i'm going to expect so when i talk on pop off the dark i might say you know i'm hoping this will be a good film or whatever but i'm not gonna let a review kind of cloud how much i'm gonna enjoy it or how much i'm gonna dislike it i try and not pay too much attention to that um And also, as I said, I was conscious that when I went to The Last Jedi for the first time, I I left not feeling very happy. So I also had that kind of weight on my shoulders thinking, I know I enjoyed that film eventually, but not when I first saw it. So how would I feel watching this? Now, I'm going to ask you first, because I don't know how you feel about the film. How did you feel having watched The Rise of Skywalker?
1: One weird review.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Okay. There you go. Um, uh, if uh, one word with you for me, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. See, I um I. I laughed. I cried. I I grinned. <coughs> um, not all necessarily in that order. But during the course of uh, of the film, um, some of the complaints I've seen, right, get this, are that it pays too much fan service,
1: and it plays um, what does that it too even safe.
0: Mean? Well, I get, I understand what fan service means, right? Because essentially, what that means is it's it does too many things that are obviously wanted by the majority of fans, right? So I get. I get the understanding of the phrase but what I don't understand is why that is a problem because in a way I'd been disappointed if that hadn't happened and I think that kind of sums up the problem with this toxic fandom that it has itself around because I think honestly some people wanted to go and see The Rise of Skywalker and wanted it to be the complete opposite of what it should have been
1: Well, I'm I'm absolutely baffled. To me, it's the best of the three of the new franchise, of the new trilogy. It absolutely blew my socks off. But every film that I see blows my socks off. The Last Jedi, I walked out of that feeling 10 foot tall. That scene at the end where whatever the name is gives her life to save them is absolutely amazing it doesn't work so well on the small telly uh, on the small screen but in the cinema in 3d that was epic and this just blew it away absolutely blew it away for me the stuff that happens took my breath away (laughs) i'm trying to be coded
0: well yeah i mean look i think i think we're gonna struggle now to continue without Getting into any kind of spoilers. And I do want to talk about this with someone because I've not re- other other than my wife, I've not been able to talk to anyone about it properly yet. So
1: um
0: I am going to try and insert a little bit of audio here that's been recorded by Phil from the Orlando Addicts podcast. He sent me some audio earlier. I've got to work out how I can download it and insert it into this. But if I can, that will play. In a minute, and then when that finishes, me and Craig will be in Spoiler Town. If I can't get that working, I will put in a musical interlude here, just so you've got time to turn it off. And then after that, we are in Spoiler Town. So cue the fill. Cue the fill, indeed.
2: Hi all, Paul Phil here from the Orlando Addict Podcast. Um, I thought I would record a quick non-spoiler. Spoilers for um, Star Wars, The Rise of the Skywalker. And what I thought of it as a person who's not actually a massive fan of Star Wars. I have seen all the movies. Um, The last three I definitely saw in the cinema. I saw Rise of the Skywalker at half seven in the morning. Because with social media these days there's too many spoilers out there. Even if you're not the biggest fan you don't want things spoiled. you. Um, just over two hours, I think it's like two hours and 20 minutes long. I um, enjoyed the movie, I've enjoyed the last trilogy, but not the biggest fan. I also thought to myself, I didn't have an emotional attachment with the new brigade of this movie, uh, not the, the original three. Um, as I said, I enjoyed it, I thought it was good storytelling. I don't think this was the best of the last three, I don't want to put it in the order. Because everyone has their own way; they like, you know, what they prefer. Um, it was a good story, but as I said, the the characters felt to me very 2D. Um, there was no emotional attachment when the big story parts happened. I didn't have any emotions like I did for the Marvel movies when they ended. Um, it's a good movie. I did only have to disappear once for the toilet. Toilet break to me is very important in a movie. For example. The Marvel movies, what, nearly went three hours or over three hours, I didn't leave once. This I left once in a very dead scene. Otherwise, I didn't want to leave, and it was literally... I was out for a minute, I literally jogged out and back in. So, that means I must have enjoyed the movie, to want to come back in. Um, I must admit, I probably won't watch them again as a non-fan. If you're a fan, I can see why you'd enjoy it, and you'd probably enjoy it more than I would... Um, it's not as bad as Rotten Tomatoes and people like that have said Um, it was good to look at things and I also thought of Star Wars Galaxy Edge and just thinking wow Disney's built that really well even though it's nothing to do with the film you appreciate it more Um, the movie I'd give it 7 out of 10 I just what was missing for me I thought it was a good story but the characters no emotional feeling from them to me so I just couldn't get that emotional side into it. Um, if people ask me if they should go and watch it. Um, if you're a Star Wars big fan. I'd say yes. Go to the cinema and watch it in 4DX or IMAX. and Enjoy it. If you're a casual viewer like me. You probably could wait for it until it's online. Um, if I was going to put it up against The Mandalorian. The TV show on Disney+. All day every day I'd choose The Mandalorian. So that's why it's a 7 out of 10. Um, I'd like to, you know, I like Mandalorian a lot more, but for Star Wars movies, I think in the ending was um, not as good as it should have been. Uh, It was the end of a saga, but I just didn't, I just, unfortunately, I just didn't feel it. Maybe I wasn't a big fan. Um, Yeah, so 7 out of 10 for me. Um, Thanks for everyone and keep up the good work, Nick, and hope to listen soon.
0: Right, so. This is now spoiler town. And I've got to apologise, Craig, because I didn't ask you the question we always ask on After Dark, which is, are you drinking? And if so, what are you drinking?
1: Uh, I did drink a cup of tea. Okay. I'm up for I'm up work at four o'clock in the morning, so I am not drinking.
0: What are okay. you drinking, kind say? I am opening, so if you heard that, a can of Appletizer. Oh!
1: Which is just a different coloured version
0: of Cherry Pepsi Max. It's one of your five a day. That's what All it is.
1: you have done is transferred your addiction onto every other fizzy drink.
0: I have been drinking Lucas a this week because oh. I've been, I don't like Lucas a, but I've been feeling rough. So. Remember um, in, the ni- in the 1970s when you used to have the orange
1: cellophane on the Lucas a bottle?
0: Yep. We had it in the yep. 80s as well, my friend. It um, make you feel better. Right, so Star Wars, we're in town now. So, I mean, here's what I'm going to say. When I walked out of The Force Awakens, we watched it in Leicester Square and we went for dinner afterwards at Bubba Gump's, right? And we sat there after watching it and we were discussing who Ray was because obviously that was the big question in The Force Awakens, who is she? As Nicky Graham in Big Brother would say, who is she? And I said, my prediction, because it it would be too obvious if she was like Kylo Ren's sister, right? Yeah. So my prediction was she was going to be the grandchild of either Obi-Wan Kenobi or Emperor Palpatine. So I said that four years ago. Okay. Was it four years ago? Yeah, four years ago, right? So that was my prediction. So... I was pleased that I was correct.
1: I didn't see it coming at all. Um, Even when he had revealed himself at the start of the film, uh, the contraption that he's got keeping him alive is absolutely wondrous. The way he's just floating there. Um, He was like Voldemort, that's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
0: I was... um... I mean, obviously, we knew in the trailers that Palpatine was going to be a part of this film, so he hadn't kept it secret. He also revealed the trailer at Star Wars Celebration, so we knew he was going to be a part of it. Um, I mean, there are questions, you know, how did he get there? Who rescued him? Who brought him back to life or kept him alive long enough to kind of get him hooked up to whatever was there keeping him Who alive? Who was-
1: who were all them people in the crowd, in, in the in the Sith arena?
0: Yeah, I, I just thought they were they were previous Sith lords, um, like ghosts of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were. All, I I assume they were all dead. I didn't think they were all any any of them were alive, which is why you don't see
1: of... any of their faces, do
0: you? No, no. So I thought they were just like shadows of the past or something. Um, so
1: let let's just talk absentees. Who wasn't in the film, who I thought should have been in the film. Mm -hmm. So, Yoda. Okay. He was in it for like two seconds, if that. Um, Yeah. Obi-Wan. I'm guessing he was in it, but I couldn't differentiate
0: his voice. Oh, yeah, you could definitely hear his voice. In fact, he was Uh, in it twice. Both uh, Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness were used in it. All right, okay. Well, I'm,
1: uh, I'm glad I'm going to see it again now. Yep. Um, Jo Jin,
0: he was also heard in it as well.
1: You see, because all men, it's like when I listen to the archers, all the men sound the same in it. Yep. So all the Jedi's are these just sound bites pulled from previous films, or did they get them all um, in to record? A little I,
0: I cannot confirm that because I don't know. I know on IMDb it says that Alec Guinness was obviously archived footage. Um, And we know that Ewan McGregor came in to record a line in The Force Awakens when Ray's getting the lightsaber. He says, like, run! And that was Ewan McGregor recording a new line for it. So I would like to think that they all recorded a line for the film. Okay. So I would have liked to
1: have seen them more. The Mm -hmm. big absence in all this is at the end of Return of the Jedi. Um, In the originals, fat old Darth Vader is standing there. In the new ones, when they've been tweaked by George, um, Hagen Christian is standing there. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But
1: in the new trilogy, he's nowhere to be
0: seen. his voice in there. It is.
1: Okay? So he has been redeemed, so he wasn't a Sith Lord anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. So why didn't he come and help his grandson? The helmets there, you know, all this type of stuff. Um, Obi wans just dancing around everywhere in the in the original films. Yoda, ghost Yoda's everywhere. He used the Force, Luke, and all that palaver. Why didn't Darth Vader come and help? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, he was. It was thirty years after his death. These these new films.
0: So um, my my understanding is that you can only see a false ghost that you've interacted with.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's what me and Grace uh, said. Coming out, you know why? Maybe she can only see Luke Skywalker because she could only see Luke Skywalker. Mm. Um, so. Oh, so, okay, so maybe that's why Darth Vader wasn't with him then. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. that explains it.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there was a throwaway line in one of the earlier films about, um, you know, if you kill a Jedi or you 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 kill somebody with the Force, that um, they will continue on with you, they will stay with you. So that's that's my understanding of it. Um, but Luke had two Jedi's. He
1: had Yoda and Obi Wan. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: he did interact. We saw of both of them. them.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So. I don't know. Anyway, that that that's that was my that was my take on it and why you know we didn't see Darth Vader again um, is because of who he was interacting with. So, okay. Uh, right.
1: Well, the other. I mean, Han Solo did not expect that.
0: I did expect it. And the reason why is because I know that... I mean, you know, famously Harrison Ford hated or kind of grew to hate the role of Han Solo. Yeah. You know, he wanted to be killed off in the Empire Strikes Back. That's why what okay. happened to him happened to him. Um, he didn't really want to come back to the role, but he is... Friends with J.J. Abrams, so he did the False Awakens on the proviso he was being directed by him, and that he would be killed off. So it didn't surprise me that much that J.J. Abrams asked him to come back and do like a a ghost, or uh, he wasn't a ghost, was he? He was a memory. He was a memory, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is why he wasn't kind of glowing. Um But yeah, so I was. I, I would have been shot, I'd have been more shot if he hadn't have appeared, if I'm honest. But I can understand why it would have come as a, a shock to a lot of people. But it was the right thing to do.
1: Oh, it was absolutely wonderful. It took me breath away. Again, I didn't see it come. That was the bit that Lindsay first cried. Yeah. That got me a bit. Yeah. I Grace just kept saying, are you crying, Daddy? I <laughs> no um okay Uh, what else princess leia you can see obviously she's not there you can see uh, a lot of the exchanges at the start of the film is she's always talking to the back you always see the back of her head so that's obviously a standard Uh, but then it'll cut to the front of her for a, a couple of seconds and then it will go back to the back of the head. So there must have been enough archival footage from the last two films that we were able to splice together. And I suspect the story changed massively because of her death.
0: Well, yeah, because they, they then had to kind of work around what they had. Um, yeah. I, look, you know, they, I thought they did a, a really good job of keeping her in the film. I've seen, I've seen things where they've tried to do that kind of thing and it's not worked. I remember like, quite famously... Um, they did that in The Sopranos, when Tony's mum had died in real life, and she was still she was still important in in that series of The Sopranos. So they tried to kind of like cut her into scenes that looked really odd. I didn't feel that this looked odd at all. It felt odd, um, but I think because she was conscious of the fact that she had died and that she hadn't been there when they were filming all this stuff that. You know that it was not real, but I think they did a like as good a job as they could have done of, you know, keeping her alive.
1: Oh yeah, in, I, I in thought it was. Uh, yeah, it was wonderful. What they what he pulled off there it was absolutely wonderful. It worked. Yeah. She didn't do any of her floaty floaty stuff. However, you realise that she's an extremely powerful Jedi in her own right. You know, so. And she had a history that we haven't really seen mm. because of, of what takes place where you see the, the computer generated flashback, which was absolutely
0: beautiful. That was the one bit of the film that I wish they hadn't done. Because yeah. I thought her face, like not so much like Luke Skywalker's face, I thought they captured him quite well, but I thought hers looked fake, which was... Weird to me how they could kind of get one right and not the other, but um you know, they could have just left the helmets on and it wouldn't have made it any better or worse. Luke yeah. was telling you what was going on. You didn't need to see their faces. But you know, that's that's a very minor gripe in the grand scheme of things for me.
1: Yeah, it's a two second gripe in it. it would yeah. If that. um what else? What else am I thinking?
0: So I'll
1: let let you talk for a bit, because I'm just throwing stuff out there.
0: Okay, right. So, have you seen the latest episode of The Mandalorian?
1: I am about four weeks behind.
0: Jesus Christ. So, they released The Mandalorian early this week. Yeah. It comes out on Friday. They released it on Wednesday. And there were rumours that there was something to do with the Force Awaken, uh, with the Rise of Skywalker, that happened in the Mandalorian, which made no sense to me because the timeline's are about 30-odd years out. Right? Yeah. But having watched the Mandalorian and then having watched the Rise of Skywalker today, yes, there is. Wow. Because um, in the Rise of Skywalker, have you ever... You know the bit where they were... In like the quicksand, and they were then yeah. in these tunnels. And there was this kind of like snake-like creature that was injured. Yeah. Ray touched him and healed him. Yeah. And she said about the light, uh, the force. She was using the force and giving some of her life energy to him to to fit to fix him. That's never been done in a Star Wars film before. Yeah, it was done in *The Mandalorian* last night though. Boom. So I kept that one really quiet because I didn't tell you why that episode was being released early other than, well, there's a new Star Wars film coming out at the end of the week, but that happened in The Mandalorian last night. Uh, and then we saw it in the film today. So that was obviously trying to make sure that was canon in the Star Wars universe. So that was very well played. Again, just adds to the absolute sheer stupidity that The Mandalorian is not available globally right now because <sighs> it's, yeah. it's a big I mean the thing is because Ray explains it with a throwaway line it's not like you, she does it and you go Ugh! but had you seen The Mandalorian you'd have gone ah oh, yes we've already seen that happen so we know that that's a well, thing
1: I mean that one thing that she does with the serpent it basically sets up the entire end of the film yes. where Lord, Lord Voldemort gets his powers back yeah you know, because without that, you would be scratching your head. So that was obviously just a little nod to just tip you the wink that this is going to happen at a later And I, I immediately thought, okay, that's going to be important at a later date in the film. And it was extremely important.
0: Now, the other thing, like you said earlier on, that you didn't think um, that she was a, a, a Palpatine until the big reveal. Yet, she used electricity when she was trying to rescue Chewbacca.
1: Yes, and that did prick my attention a little bit, but I uh-huh. still... Well, no, I didn't join the dots. Yeah, We knew Pal because he's obviously in the start, and he's talking to Kylo Ren at various points. However, I still didn't join them dots, but yes, she did use Lincoln. And that, again, was... Another clue.
0: Yeah, Um, I I thought that the beginning was was quite frantic. It seemed to be jumping about a hell of a lot. Um, It was not enjoyable, but I did feel like it was really going at a pace, and it wasn't leaving you much time to think about what was going on. Um, Well, this this
1: film could have been, you know, all the big franchises. 20 years ago or 10 years ago would split the last film into two
0: Harry Potter did Hunger Games did um sure there's other well Avengers you could argue did as well
1: yeah so they did they had a lot of storytelling to get in to one film yep so I think they did it really well it was busy there was a lot going on but you're fighting for the universe or the galaxy whatever Um, Yeah. yeah you know yeah, so
0: be Yeah, I'm, I mean, as I said, although it was frantic, I didn't find it hard to follow what was going on, um, which, was, which is the main thing. Um, I mean, the film isn't perfect by any stretch. And I do feel, you know, we've seen two films this year end big sagas. You know, we, we've obviously had The Rise of Skywalker today, we had Avengers Endgame uh, a few months ago. We're doing the same thing. And for me, Avengers Endgame did a better job at concluding all of those films and tying everything together. But they did that over 23 films. This has been done over nine. And they've not had, you know, there was somebody at Marvel that was a complete mastermind involved in all of this. And, you know, they didn't really have that at Star Wars, at Lucasfilm. And before you say, well, what about George Lucas? Well, George Lucas proved that he needed people around him as well. He may have had the ideas, but he didn't have the execution. So um, that was my only kind of minor complaint, is that they did a really good job, but I, I, I still think they, there are a few things they might have been able to do better. But on the whole, I think they, they, they ended it as well as I could have hoped. The the carbon
1: footprint on um, the Sith planet after that battle, it must just be absolutely off the scale. Yes, yes. All them Star Destroyers, planet destroyers, just obliterated. I mean, and it was the Avengers uh, Endgame, Captain America, um, uh, Avengers Assemble moments where all them ships just appear. Yeah. That it was fantastic. It was Millennium Falcon. It's what the Millennium Falcon does when all hope is lost. Yeah. Bang. And it was fitting that they had an 80 year old pensioner, riddled with arthritis, who can barely walk, flying it. It was wonderful. That's
0: what Star Wars is all about, right? Okay. Look at Yoda the Tax Dodger. Yeah. And you know, on his disability allowance, jumping around fighting Christopher Lee. Um, But yeah, I, I just. I had so much worry going into this that they were gonna mess it up and then as I said I saw like the the early reviews saying that, you know, it's a dad and, and all this. And I just come out of there just smiling and crying and just saying like thank God that they were able to tie it up as well as they did. And you
1: definitely pulled it off.
0: I definitely. think so. I really, and I really do.
1: My grace is ten. There's ten year olds all over the country who were in love with this franchise, she was buzzing her head off when she walked out of that. She couldn't believe what she'd just seen. And she'd come home straight away. And at the, the end, ending, the ending had to be done the way the ending had to be done, unless they killed her off, which maybe they should or shouldn't have done. But the ending had to be done. My understanding of it is she's had to put the lightsabers down and get rid of them. She hasn't destroyed them, they're still there. Um she takes the Skywalker name and not the Palpatine name. She is a force for good. But it's like the Batman scenario. The the Batman villains only exist because Batman exists. So if she's running around with a lightsaber, then the Sith are gonna exist.
0: So here's let let's go back a little bit, right? So here's my thing. So Obviously, Palpatine is trying his hardest to get her over to the dark side, Yeah, um, which she's, she's resisting in doing. But and, that's
1: just so he can enter their body. Yeah. yeah. Um, take over their soul or yeah. their
0: body. Now, what she does is she essentially destroys him with his own power and in the process dies. And then... You know, Rey has already helped Kylo Ren survive after she attacked him with a lightsaber by healing him. And she's dead at this point. She's dead. Deader than dead. So he essentially sacrifices himself so that she survives as like a final act of... like Redemption. In the same way that his grandfather did, right? Because that's exactly yeah. what Anakin did. He redeemed himself at the end by saving someone else. So I thought it was the the perfect resolution. I thought it was the right way of doing it. Uh, some people are already kicking off about it. But again, I think it's because... What are they were, kicking off about? Um... Uh, the usual kind of people that I don't think are happy that this is a female-led Star Wars franchise now.
1: Oh, who cares? Um,
0: yeah, I know. But again, the, this is this is, uh, this goes back to toxic fandom. I'm not being
1: funny. This is a film where a hobbit hugs a slug at the end of it.
0: It's Get over yourselves. Yep, that 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 happened. Um, I think as well, it's the fact that uh, in in some people's opinions, this this cycle has always been about. Uh, Skywalker and you know, essentially Palpatine One, a Palpatine One, just not the evil one. Um, and I, I don't agree with that necessarily either. Uh but that that's how that ends up. And then as you say, like after they all land back at the base and they're all celebrating and you get that gay kiss, which again has sent many Americans into meltdown. I don't oh. know why. Um, it's like the shortest... I mean, it's it's like Beauty and obese Beast levels of they put a gay scene in there. Like, it, it's just life, people. Don't let it sweat you out. Um, but as you say, she jets off to Tatooine on the Millennium Falcon. She takes lightsabers. Now, I wasn't sure about this, so I, I I read up on on what other people were saying about it. And what she's done is she's taken luke's and leia's lightsabers yeah and she's kind of taken parts of both to construct her lightsaber yeah she's now so, like a yellowy gold colour blade. yeah so
1: she's took the kyber crystals maybe mm. and, and you know which you can buy galaxy's edge okay. um and so this will be a new lightsaber folks for sale yeah um, <laughs> and she's merged and melded it into one lightsaber. So them, maybe them lightsabers are dead now and they're just a museum piece. But it doesn't know. matter.
0: The, 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 fact, the fact that she went to Tatooine and she did what she did. Like I saw somebody earlier on Twitter say, I can't believe that they've end, you know, The Force Awakens starts with this lonely girl on a desert planet all by herself, and the saga ends with a lonely girl. On a desert planet, all by herself, and I was thinking, you completely missed the point. She got there on the Millennium Falcon. She was there with BB-8, and I'm assuming she was there with, you know, Finn, Poe, Rose, Chewie, um, and she went back to Luke's home to basically return the lightsabers from to where they started. I saw it more as a ceremonial thing
2: yeah, yeah, as definitely. a matter of
0: respect more than anything else. She wasn't staying there. Um, so I, I, I Jesus Christ, I just, people are just reading into this in, in so many different ways. I really don't think it's as complicated as people are making it out to be. And I think that's why people are having meltdowns because they've come up with these really elaborate things that are going to happen that haven't, and it's just ruined their life. Um, but the only thing i thought was a little bit cheesy was that final shot with the with the two sons i know it's iconic but i wish it you know if they're going to do that i wish it was ray with everyone else doing it not just ray and bb8 but that's just a little gripe
1: it, it i mean like you say this is the end of the saga but she still lives the lightsaber is still, you know, the new lightsaber exists. <laughs> She's obviously going to go and train Jedis. And when you train Jedis, some of them are going to turn to the dark side.
0: Because I that's what happens. I don't know if they, they will. I mean, they've already announced there's going to be another trilogy, right?
1: Yeah, um, right. Okay, so this other trilogy, we know nothing about it? Or do we know something about it? Nothing yet. Right, so if it's set after the Empire has fallen, it's basically shit. Because there's no evil anymore in the Empire. Uh, you know, in the galaxy, it's all being fixed. Because the all the other, you know, you see the Ewoks um, on Endor and all that. So everybody across the galaxy has raised up against the Empire or the, the First Order and took them down locally. So they've tied up that. So we're, there isn't any remnants anymore. we have got them all. So, what's the point? This new this new trilogy. What's the point? What well, is it going to be about? Is it going to be another trade? Another trade
0: embargo? Yeah, but you say that. But like you could say that about the Mandalorian.
1: Yeah, but the Mandalorian is set in the middle of it all. So
0: a bit... It is. It's set five years after the end of Return of the Jedi. So at that point, there is no, you know, the, the, the empire has come down. Yeah, the but there's still rogue,
1: there's still rogue elements out there.
0: Yeah, like but. the people then, who
1: were, ex- you know, like the people who were experimenting on Baby Yoda or yeah, trying but, to kill it.
0: Right, but there's so, always going to be, there, there will always be things like that. It's like when we have world wars. Yeah, like but, we've not had we've not had a world war since World War Two. Other wars have been fought, just not, not to the same level or scale or devastation, thankfully. But stuff happens every day. Like, well, uh, I mean, all the cartoons,
1: all the cartoons are set within this saga. Of course they are. So why can't this new trilogy of films be set in this saga? Because they might might donate me. But with none of these actors in. It's like The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead.
0: I mean, you're not wrong. I just hope you're wrong, because I I'm kind of done. I, I think they can with these films they've had to use what they've had previously and that knowledge of what's come before to shape these new films and now they are left with a completely blank slate.
1: Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong, I don't care either way, I'm not interested, do you know what I mean? I love it anyway, because it's just a nice film to go watching in the pictures. They've, they, they, they've hit the park, the ball at the park with the Mandalorian, um, can't argue with that. So I fully expect it to be another fantastic film. I just struggle to think what it's going to be about
0: yeah and i do as well i just hope that it's a bit more original than setting it in the same kind of time period or on a different planet at the same time that this is going on so i would like it to be different
1: this is in a galaxy far far away so this trilogy could be set 100 years 200 years in the future or in the past what always does me head in on Star Wars is that they measure days. You say 28 days or 40, 40 years. And you're thinking that's all earth stuff. Did I? Yeah, yeah. The, um, in this, I think it's C3PO, gives out the time. And it's I think it's a number of hours. I, can't, I have to watch it again.
0: Well, you are because am I?
1: Yeah, but it's like in um, when Darth Vader's eaten the pear, <laughs> and probably there are pears on other planets. Don't get me wrong, but I'm sure he, he says a time, a specific time, hmm. a, a period of time, and they don't move to our same time.
0: No, oh, but then you why got... is that a problem? He might well, say they... forty days, and it might, you know, for us that might be two years.
1: Yeah, but they oh, well they age differently. Then you know we age because of where we are, gravity and all that. If you go into space and then come back, you're always a few seconds shorter and are, uh, younger because of time travel and all that. So these are jumping light speed everywhere. How old are they? Chewie's two hundred and fifty years old. That's a, you see there you go. Chewie is two hundred and fifty years old. By whose calculator is this dog years? Well, it could well be,
0: couldn't it? You're right there. Who who can who can say for sure? But um, I mean, I, I think what's good and what's interesting is we both really enjoyed it. Is definitely. That, you know, I, I I don't think we are going that much against the grain, but there's a very vocal group at the moment who are speaking of their disdain for this. And I think some just because it's J.J. Abrams. I think some is because Disney owns Star Wars. Uh, it, you know, I've seen people complain about it who haven't clearly haven't seen it, and that does my nutty more than anything else. Is uh, you know, and people that probably haven't even watched a trailer for it, not even just not seen the film, just point blank refuse to do anything about this film. So, um, you know, talking to you, Colin. <laughs> well, you know, me and Colin, we talked, we're going to try and see it in the new year because he's busy uh, yeah. f- for the next next few weeks. Aren't oh, uh, we, we all, are baby? <laughs> but we are going to try and see it in January. And I'd be very interested to hear, and I will record his thoughts if we do get to see it together because, you know, he is somebody who, you know, long-time Star Wars fan, jumps off the bandwagon. And... I want to hear his reaction to see if this film has brought him back around or not. But um, yeah, you know, really, it's about your personal opinion. You loved it. I loved it. Really enjoyed seeing it. We're both going to see it again. You had to go and see it again because you've seen it with other family members, right?
1: Well, basically, uh, what, what's happened is uh, we've spent £78 on tickets for Saturday because of uh, clashes of people, certain people couldn't, couldn't go. So there's uh, four, seven, eight of us going on Saturday. And Kerry and Eve tonight were at a carol carol service for Eve's school. So me and Grace were at a, a loose end. And I said, would it be a problem if I took Grace to see Star Wars? Kerry was like, no, go for it. But just don't ruin it for everyone else. I can do that. I can do that. So off we went. And um I want to go and see it again. And I want to go and see it again. Now, now, right, yeah, right. I seen it in 2D. Yeah. I, I, it wasn't even IMAX, I don't think. Just 2D. What did you go and see it in?
0: I saw it in IMAX 3D. I've seen all all of these films in IMAX 3D. Was it um, worth the 3D and the IMAX? Um it's it's hard to say i mean i don't think it was worth the imax on this occasion and the reason why is because none of it seemed to have been formatted for for imax so whilst it was a big picture it didn't feel it didn't completely fill the imax screen which is normally what happens if a film has been either filmed with imax cameras or has been reformatted properly so um that was a bit of a disappointment because you do have to pay, you know, IMAX is quite a lot more than a normal cinema ticket. So I have my unlimited pass. So I just had to pay an up i You haven't charge. got
1: an unlimited pass, have you? I know,
0: I know. I never talk about it. So I, I had to pay, <laughs> I think it was like £4.60 for my ticket. Yeah. But Lindsay's ticket, I think was about 16 quid or something, 17 quid to go and wow. see an IMAX 3D. So you Know that that was a lot of money more than I would normally uh, have spent, but it's what we do, so I don't think it was worth it. Was the 3D good? I thought the 3D was good. I yeah. I, I mentioned to you when I said that I saw in 3D that none of these films for me have had much in the way of pop outs. So, you know, I think a lot of people with their expectations of 3D films is that things are going to come out and poke you in the eye
1: like lightsabers or yeah. laser blasts
0: yeah, yeah that kind of thing um but for me what i like in 3d films is depth to make it yeah. feel like there's things in the foreground the middle and the background and to be able to see the differences between those and in that regard i think he did a really good job so it's up to you if you like gimmicky 3d where things pop out in your face then it's not worth the money if you like things like that where it looks more realistic, then I'd say it's worth uh, the extra money, depending is it on
1: out? What's that other one that you like where the, the, the chairs bounce about? 4DX. Is it out on that
0: yeah, 4DX. It's, it's only showing in 4DX 3D and I'm not a big fan of seeing films in 3D in that format because okay. the chairs tilt and they move up and down a little bit. And so sometimes it means that you're not in you're not at the right angle for the 3D to work so that it kind of ghosts a little bit and you weird and you drink <laughs> yeah so um yeah i'm not a big fan of that technology unless it's 2D so um that i, I imagine would be really fun to watch in, in 4DX but uh, and what are the, what are the proje- the projections for open and weekend um in in the US they're expecting between 180 and 230
1: And how does that compare to the other two?
0: Um, Roughly. I, I think 230 would be either on a par or better than The Force Awakens. Yeah. 180 would be a little bit more than The Last Jedi, I think. I've got a feeling The Last Jedi opened with about 170. I could be wrong. But um, yeah, anything around two hundred would be uh, would be decent. I think they'd be happy with that.
1: And do you think this will be the biggest Star Wars film box office?
0: It's hard to say because, as I said, we you know when the Force Awakens came out, the toxic fandom was kind of in its infancy. Yeah. Now it's really flourished. You know, there were a lot of people saying, "I refuse to go and see it because you know I don't like what they've done with the series." So there are a lot of people that have been turned off by this, but I think people that like it are probably going to go and see it more than once. So I don't know; it's it's hard to say. I, I would have said it probably would have been, but I think it will probably be second. I, I don't I don't think it will beat the False Awakens. Well,
1: fingers crossed it does because it deserves it. Yeah, and I, I genuinely believe it.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm going to come off this call now and I'm going to buy it on iTunes, which is always a barometer of a good film.
0: Of course you are. I've pre-ordered it on Amazon because uh, it's coming out in 3D. So Apple doesn't do 3D films, so I've got no other option. Fuck you, Apple. So that's it um, for this episode of, of Diz After Dark. Thank you, Craig, for joining me to have a discussion about it.
1: It was an absolute um, pleasure, my friend.
0: This is going to be a weird edit because I am currently without a computer. Um, oh, my God. My my MacBook has gone to the great MacBook repair in the sky. And um, because I didn't want to ask the listeners to buy me a new MacBook, I don't think that's a very cool thing to do. Um, I'm waiting for it to get repaired, hopefully get repaired. So... This is not going to be as nicely edited as our normal episode, so I, We know. could
1: we could do a, a secret um, a secret listener fundraiser if you want.
0: Oh yeah, if you wouldn't mind, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Just just okay. email everyone. Yeah. Um, see how that works for us, but um, yeah, we'll um hopefully hopefully the sound won't be too bad. And, and apologies, I should have said that at the beginning, not at the end. But there you go. Um and. Want to hear your thoughts on on it as well. So let us know on Twitter, uh, in the Facebook group, what you thought Star Wars, uh, to hear whether you are right in that you agree with me and Craig, or you're wrong,
1: and you're part of the problem. And we want to know, we want your 11 Star Wars films rated in order.
0: Tough, tough,
1: tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on it. Like a car, on
0: there you go there's a challenge for you so yeah so the next time the next episode that comes out after this will be our christmas episode so uh until that comes out on christmas eve i think then uh, you know we'll we'll see you then yeah thanks thanks for listening right i we've just wrapped up the episode however <laughs> i forgot to ask craig something so When I spoke to Lewis, he mentioned to me that watching the film, there was a character in the film who reminded him of me.
1: Was it the slug?
0: No. And
1: he didn't tell me,
0: he didn't want to give me any clues, but he said, Watch the film, and when you see the character, when you hear the character, you'll know. So now you've seen it, is there any character that you think reminded me, reminded you of me? Um, I'll give you a clue, specifically in what they said. Run on there no I don't. Uh, the answer was Dio. What the fuck's Dio? The little robot.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay.
0: What does he say? Jelly deals? No. I don't know. He says something that I've said on a podcast, or or, or I've said on podcast episodes many, many times.
1: Uh, Other forms are uh, are available. No. Good night. Goodbye.
0: Something that you and me did together.
1: Went to a Halloween hot night.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Socky biscuit.
0: Slept together. And, and what did I say at Halloween Horror Nights? No, thank you. Yeah. Does he say that? He says it a couple of times. Oh, God, have to and watch he, that and he, again. And no. he backs off. He backs up goes, No, thank you. He backs off. Nice. Lewis <laughs> saw, a... saw it. And he said, He didn't tell me going into it. But um, I'm watching the film thinking, I wonder who he thinks I can be. And then he said, No, thank you. And I went, Oh, shit. He thinks I'm the robot.
1: Just stick a little soul glow perm on that robot. It's all he
0: needed, man. It's needed.
1: Oh, happy new year, everyone. Don't buy your kids stuff for Christmas. Buy them memories with a Walt Disney World vacation or a Disney Maritime cruise. Hi, I'm Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. Christmas is one of the most magical times of the year for a Disney vacation, but it can also be the busiest and the most expensive if you don't plan it right. So contact me to take care of all of those details for you and do your complete itinerary planning. My services are free to you and mention this app for $25 off your deposit. Have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays.
2: Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get
1: enough, can enough!
0: of the After Dark Podcast Network.